Well, welcome, everybody. It's great to see you guys. You guys are excited to be here this weekend? This is a lot of fun to be here, see this stuff become true. So welcome, hey, everybody. We're Montrose. See you guys here in a little bit uh, when you come over for the floor signing as well. And uh, if you're watching online at home, just sign your own floor. Just write something there, uh, <laughs> grab a Sharpie, and tell your mom Pastor Jeff said to do it. So uh, welcome, welcome together. Hey, um, uh, before I jump too far forward, hit that discovery group thing, all right? If you haven't done discovery group yet, it's a big deal, want you to, need you to. Uh, I'll be there, I'd love to meet you and say hi to you, but uh, prioritize that, okay? Last few weeks, we've been uh, looking back over the last couple of years and uh, just kind of looking at some of the things that we set out years to, uh, to do a, a few years ago. So if you're our guest this weekend, uh, thanks for being here, and I want you to participate and be a part of what's going on. About every four years, we stop and do a weekend like this. So if this is your first weekend at Grace, you should stop at get-go and get yourself a lottery ticket. I mean, do a lot of stuff, because like, you, you kind of nailed it this weekend. Uh, but like Ez said uh, a little bit earlier, it, it's, a, it's an opportunity to see kind of uh, our heart and our mind and our motivation a little bit, and uh, we want you to be a part of it. So please, uh, please take advantage of that and feel included to it. Um, four years ago, uh, we started something called All In, All Out, and uh, the, the world was a different place four years ago. Um, but God knew that, and he knew that when he put certain burdens and certain dreams in our heart, and uh, we started a process of creating vision, creating pathways, raising money uh, to get certain things done that we felt like God was leading us to in a unique way. Uh, we've talked about a couple of those things. One was uh, the building of the Restore uh, Opioid Recovery House, so Restore Over uh, on the east side of Akron, residential treatment program, because uh, we were able to give, and God allowed us to be a part of that, and other churches and other parts of the community uh, were able to offer residential treatment uh, to men at 100% no cost. And they're able to come there, seek recovery, receive discipleship, receive counseling. God is changing lives in a huge way, and we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Another big part of what we were focused on uh, was the raising up of a next generation of leaders. And so the, the world today is more hungry for the good news of Jesus than it even was uh, before we started in 2019. And to see those young men and women uh, say, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll work hard. I want to go and be a part of that and lead it. To see us be a part of that. And even in these last few years, see a couple of campuses launched. Uh, our campus down in South Carolina and then kind of a relaunch of our campus there and the east side of Akron, just seeing God work in a big, big way. And then the third part of that big vision was uh, these facilities over here. And uh, what that is, if, you're, if you've come to Grace the last few years, or uh, if you're our guest here this weekend, uh, what that big facility over there is, it's, it's a few things. I'll show it to you real quick. Uh, it's an athletic space. I'll talk to you a little bit about what that is and why that is. That's where we're going to go sign the floor uh, before the, uh, the hardwood goes in. And so it's going to be a huge athletic space. It is also, uh, to create that, we kind of had to expand our lobby. So it's going to be so nice to have a lobby again. It'll be great not to run into people and spill things. It's going to be fantastic. And so that's going to look a little bit like that as you, as you walk into those spaces. Uh, they're, they're being created and will be designed. There'll be meeting space, overflow space, uh, areas that we can check the kids in. That'll be kind of their new check-in space. And that'll be exciting. And then 
on the front end of that gym, we had to take down our small children's area to put the gym on top of it. And so we had to recreate that, and that's going to be this new junior power kids space uh, where they're going to have classrooms and their teaching areas. And then downstairs, there's going to be new lobbies around the gym, and it's going to be this incredible, beautiful tool that God's going to allow us to use to, to reach people. And so we started this journey in 2019, and then I, I don't know if you guys know, there was a little thing that happened in 2020, uh, kind of affected some things in our life. 2021, we were able to actually start construction with it. So the last two years here that we're going to go after it, and now we're getting closer to the point uh, where we're going to be able to utilize that tool in a, in a, in a powerful and a, a neat way. Um, when we think about that, it's real important for me that here at Grace that we remember that when we think about buildings, we don't think about buildings as trophies, we think about them as tools. So the biggest thing that happens at Grace Church is not that we open a new building or that we build a new building. In fact, at Grace, it's one of the very last things we'll ever do. Like we'll, we'll try to buy a used one or, or use, use our facilities a ton like we would even the, all of our facilities are kind of used 24-7 around the clock all week long. But when we do build one, the way that we think about it is we think about it as a tool that we use to create relationships with people. And when we think about how God creates relationships with people and how he puts us into relationships with each other, we would think of a building like that that we're gonna go write those prayers on in a minute as not a place that we get to do something or a, a, a new thing that we have that's shiny, but we would think of it as a new environment where we can interact with people in a big, big way and where you can look and say, I have a dream or I have a vision or I have an idea of how I can connect with somebody I love and how I can help them understand who, who Christ is. So for us here at Grace, the, the issue never is how can we build something new? Or how can we have something different? The question I always actually want us to wrestle with is this one, it's how can God work through you? Like how can God work through me? And what would God want to do through me? And we talked about this a, a little bit ago and we've been talking about it here at Grace. We're not asking the question, what can God do for me? That's the wrong question, it's a bad question. But what can God do through me? How can he use my life? How can he use my passions? And how can he use the uniquenesses of, I, of who he has made me to be to help others know who he is and to help connect with them through relationship all the way to help me to connect them to relationship with Christ? And this passage we look at, it's an important one. It's Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Because God's describing, if you're a follower of Jesus, he's describing you a little bit. When he says we're God's masterpiece, he's created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he's planned long ago for us to do. So when you look at your life and you look at how God wants to use your life, it's always important as a Christ follower to look and say, my life is something that's been crafted by God. God is the one who calls me to himself, the Bible says, and God is the one who has crafted my life. He's given me a personality. He's given me a set of abilities. When I accept Christ, he gives me spiritual gifts, and he's given all of us a completely unique life experience where we have taken a journey that nobody else on planet Earth ever has or ever will take 
because it's unique to me. So when the Bible says that I am created, I'm wonderfully and fearfully created, I'm woven together by God in my mother's womb, and my life is shaped, that I'm a, a workmanship or a masterpiece of his, and he's created me even in Christ to do good things. He's looking at you and saying, you're, you're not just here to exist, you're, you're, you don't just know about me so that you don't go to hell one day and you can have salvation, and I'm not just here to do stuff for you. I'm here to do stuff through you and through who I made you to be and through the opportunities and the relationships and the giftings and the, and the giftedness that I've given to you, I have good things that I plan for you to do things that are gonna bless people, things that are gonna bring glory to me, and things that are ultimately gonna build the, the kingdom of God. And to that end, what we would say is this, is when you take all of that, and you take God's unique craftiness of you, your masterpieceness, so to say, and your story, and your personality, and your abilities, and your opportunities, that in there, God starts to give birth to what, what we call a God dream, where you can start to look and say, I believe or I dream of God doing something, and you can probably fill in that blank through me. When I'm sensitive to God, when I'm open to God, when I'm listening to God, I think of ways that he could work through me, and I dream about those things. I dream about him bringing healing into my family. Wouldn't it be incredible if everybody in my family knew and followed Jesus? I dream about him bringing hope into my community and I have these unique ways that I can be a part of that community. I, I dream about him taking my gifts and my abilities and using those for, for his kingdom in some unique way. And those are the things, when, when you're dialed into Jesus and you're dialed into his calling in your life, you have unique ways that God wants to work through you and it's ways that you dream where you would look and say, if God, God, if you would do this through me, if you, would, if you would let me share my story of addiction with somebody else and it would help to set them free. If you would let me share, if you'd let us share our story of how you saved our marriage with somebody else and you could save that one. If you would help me the way that you alleviated my doubts and gave me faith. If I could use that to help somebody else alleviate their doubts and give them faith, God, I would love, that'd be amazing if you would do that through me. So all of us have a God dream and all of that God dream is put in us by God. It's not for our benefit. It's not what God can do for me. It's what God can do through me. And how can he use me in the world? How can he use me in the church? And how can he use me in the relationships that are around me? And we said sometimes those God dreams are huge. Say, God, how can I impact a community? And sometimes those God dreams are huge to you, but they're things that you dream about and how, how God can use you, okay? Now, that's so important for you individually to know. And your relationship with God, you are a masterpiece. He has crafted you, and he has called you, and he has empowered you and enabled you to do good things that benefit the people around you and ultimately bring glory to God, okay? Now, ready? You with me? How a church works is this. A church is a spiritual family. 
A church is a, a set of friends. A church is a set of relationships. A church is not an organization. It's not a not-for-profit ministry. It's not what a church is, not a real one. A church is a group of people who look and say, Jesus, you have changed my life. And Jesus, these individual people who look and say, I realize that I've been crafted by you, guided by you, equipped by you, empowered by you, and gifted by you. As I, it's a group of people who would look and say, I individually understand that that's how God works in me. And then that group of people gather together in a relationship. We're friends, or we would say we go to church together, or you might say I go to Grace, or Grace is my home church. And somehow we would identify like I belong to that grouping of people, and these are the things that we agree on, that Jesus is Lord, that he is our source of salvation, that he is the one that, that forgives us and sets us free, and that he stirs in me. I have a vision for my family, a vision for where I work, a vision for my dorm. The way that a church works is this. There are times when that God dream goes beyond you. And there's times when you dream with your friends about how God can work through a group of friends to impact the world. So we need to dream about how God can work through me because God has woven that into you. You need to make that a passion of your life, a vision of your life, a goal of your life. You may even dream about how God can work through your family. Like what could God do in our family, in our neighborhood, in our extended family? Like, and that's a passion of my life, goal of my life. And then what a church is, a healthy church, is it's just a group of friends who look and say, we have a, a dream about how God can work through us. It's just all of that elevated out corporately. And what if God could work through us? And what if God created unique opportunities for us? What if he opened unique doors for us? What if in our little slice of time and our little piece of dirt, just like he might call me to make a unique impact and we would say, God, work through me, through Jeff, a group of friends look and say, God, would you work through us? And we would say, like, through Grace Church, that's us. And God gives God dreams to individuals and then he gives God dreams to a church and we would look and say, what can we do together? What are things that we could do together that we probably could never do on our own, but God uniquely seeds it into our church family. It's not what every church should do. It's not like other churches are wrong for not doing it. We just sense that it's what maybe God wants us to do, and it's a unique opportunity that God has given to us. Now, when we think about that as a church family, we think about that every three or four years. We call them vision campaigns. That's what all in, all out is. And we'll start talking about, like, what could God do through us? What do you guys think? Could God deal with opioid addictions in Northeast Ohio through us? If we put our heart on that, could God do that? Could God start churches around us? Could he start 30 churches out of one? Could he do that through us? Is that a God dream that we might share? And, and then could God help make Jesus make sense, so to say? Could, could we be a part of proclaiming who Christ is and his goodness to the world around us? And could we do that, and how could we do that? There's this really interesting passage in the Bible, and this would mean a lot to Grace Church. If you've been around for a while, we've talked about this. If, if you're newer to our family, this is a big one. This is one to get a tattoo of, and this is what the Apostle Paul says. He says, listen... 
What I try to do is find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and to share its blessing. So as a Grace Church, we would look and say, we're trying to figure out the heart and mind of God and follow it. And part of what we know is that we need to bear witness to what God has done in our life, and we need to do that individually, and then we need to do that corporately. And the way that we want to bear witness is, is I'm going to look, I'm going to say, is there any place where there's common ground with our community? Because God, you've given us a dream as a group of friends to reach our community. So is there a place that's common ground for that? If you could show us that, God, we'd do everything that we can to get there. We don't really care what it is, if you could just show it to us. But our motivation is to do everything to spread the good news. If you could show us that common ground, we would go there together because that's a God dream that you've given us. We realize that just as you crafted me as an individual, you formed us as a group or what the Bible would call a body. You've knit us together that way. So we go there together. If you show us the common ground, we don't care what it is, we'll do it. And we'll do it so that people can know who you are the good news of your salvation, your hope, your help, and the healing that you wanna bring into their lives. When we looked at this four years ago, the common ground that we found with our community was we found the common ground of sports. And we looked and said, everybody seems like, most people anyways in our community, interact with sports. You go to the gym, you go past the soccer fields, there's sports everywhere. And so many years ago, we started playing around with sports. We'd have soccer camp, we had a little basketball camp, we did do certain things, we tried to get sports going. About 10 years ago, we bought Montrose. And when we bought Montrose and renovated it, we did that so that we could start a sports ministry because we realized that was common ground. When we started that experiment, what we found is that sports ministry at our church absolutely exploded. It absolutely exploded. And we learned very, very quickly that we could tell you about Jesus, you would be completely open to having a relationship, a friendship with us that we're gonna try to help you have a friendship with God. We can teach you the Bible, we can show you how to pray, and we can do that all unapologetically. We don't do any of it in secret. And we looked at our community and said, we're gonna do all those things. And basically our community looked back at us and said, but there's a ball, right? There's a ball. Like we're, we're playing basketball though, right? Yes, but we're gonna sit down with you individually and talk to you about Jesus. Right, but there's, a, there's like a pickleball thing, right? The new, you know, the new cult, the pickleball thing. Like we're doing that, right? Like, yeah, okay, we got pickleball. But we're gonna really lean into your relationship with Jesus and, and put you in, help you be in a spiritual community. But we're playing volleyball, right? Like somebody's gotta totally destroy the ceiling at Montrose weekly. Like we're playing volleyball, right? And what we found is that when we landed on that common ground, the relationships just took off. The conversation was easy that people weren't really opposed to who Jesus was, especially his salvation, his help, his healing, and his hope. We just needed to find common ground. And when we looked for it, Jesus said, I love Grace Church. I love that you're looking for this, 
I'll show it to you. Here it is. And we looked and said, God, thanks for letting us see that. We will do anything to embrace that common ground so that we can share the good news of who you are. And we looked and said, we need to create a space where people can gather to build relationships, discover Jesus, and to journey through life together. And we found that in that space, that if it was sports oriented, our community would come in and they would wanna be a part of it and we could share the hope that we found in Christ. And God has been using that again and again and again and again, so much so that we realize that we had limited space but unlimited opportunity. And if we could create more space, we could triple, quadruple our opportunity to help Jesus make sense to people who are looking for them. Now some of you are involved in this. How many of you are involved in sports ministry in one way or another? Just raise your hands real good, all right? Some of you are involved in this. How many of you are afraid of a ball if it was thrown at you in some way? Like so, Some of you are like, ah, sports. Let me just show you how this works and why this is a big deal, okay? So I'm gonna use as an example game day basketball. So this, all this is, sports is young adults, older adults, men, women, everybody. So I'm gonna talk about game day basketball. So this is a children's basketball program that just finished up last weekend and it's a 12 week segment. So I'm just talking about 12 weeks of a year, just children, okay? Just in that space, we had over 650 children participate in that 12 weeks. Half of those children do not go to Grace Church. So you talk about common ground. It's literally a 50-50 mix. Over 100 different elementary schools are represented because the, the elementaries will allow us to invite the kids to be a part of it. 90% uh, of, the, of the 650 kids participated in deeper discipleship efforts. So they attended church services, they read a 100-day devotional book with their families, they memorized verses, all those kind of things. Over a 1,000 different parent resources were given out. So our motto this year was when the parent is healthy, everybody wins. I love this stat. Each child had a minimum of 12 different adults pray with them throughout the season. The average child in North America would have no adults pray with them, especially no men. So 12 different adults just doing something as simple as praying with them. Each child that was a part of it received three hours of Bible teaching and discipleship. And on any given Saturday at our Montrose building, there would have been about 4,000 people that would have come in and out of that building just on one Saturday. Now that, thank you, amen, right? That, yeah, you should clap for that, it's amazing. Okay? Now, that's, that says nothing about collective sports. Nothing about like older adult stuff. Nothing about exercise. It's just children, just in 12 weeks. We have limitless opportunity and we had limited space. We literally could not get any more people through the tool that God had given us. And that's why we built that building. We built that building 
Because our community will meet us there. Right? Will meet us there. And four years ago, I stood up here, and I told those of you who were here, not all of you were, I looked at you and I said, I've, I've been a pastor, at that time it was 25 years, I'm coming up on 30 years now. But I looked at you and I said, I have never in all my years ever seen the harvest ask the harvesters to come into their field. Show me another place in our culture right now where the world is inviting the church in other than mental health, rehab, and anything with a ball in it. And we're able to respond to that. God gave us a vision. He gave us a dream. You need to have a dream. And then we're all friends, and the Bible says we're family. He gave us a dream. And then he gave us clarity of where to focus that. And we were able to do that. And we threw out the vision, and we said, guys, I think if we build it, they're already here. And if we create that space, they can come into that. Why did we need to build a building? Was anybody outside today? You can't, you can't it's where we live. We, we just can't do it in the parking lot. You know that. We live in Northeast Ohio. Can't do that. It's what it took. And we said, we'll do everything that we need to do. That's just what we need to do. It's a tool. It's just a tool. That's what we need to do. Because these relationships are available. And if we can give that to our community, our community will show up and hang out with us. And we can know each other and love each other and walk toward Christ together. So I am grateful. I am grateful to say that that building will be fully opened the weekend after Labor Day. So this coming fall, when we launch into our fall ministry year, that building will be 100% in place, which is absolutely amazing. It's, yeah, I should clap, right? As a church family, you have been faithful and patient. We, the weekend that the, the, uh, the stay-at-home orders came out was the weekend that we were going to announce that we were going to start building on, on 2020. I still have that sermon filed away. It's a good one, too. Right? <laughs> COVID hit. We delayed because nobody knew what was going on. So we delayed a year. All of you who made commitments financially, you did something extraordinary. You just kept giving, right? You just kept giving. So we had to sit for 12 months. In 12 months we looked and said, man, it seems like we still wanna do this. So we came back in front of you and said, do you guys wanna do this? And we agreed as a family we were gonna do this. Right? Now listen, catch this. That building's gonna open the weekend after Labor Day. Because you've been faithful and because God's plans are bigger than our plans, I wanna let you know that when we open that building, we will not owe one cent for it. It's fully paid for. It's unbelievable. 
right? Now this, this, is how, this is how crazy this is. Not only is it fully paid for, fully paid for, because of COVID, and we had to delay for a year, we didn't even take a loan. There's not one nickel of interest that's been paid for that building. We didn't even take a construction loan on it, right? It's an incredible thing that God put a vision in our hearts together. We saw a common ground together. We responded together as a spiritual family, not to build a building, but to take advantage of an opportunity where God's allowing us to make the gospel make sense. And through the most turbulent times I know about that I've lived through, God provided every nickel for us to go through it. And that tool is gonna be brought to bear and it's gonna be brought to bear in a huge way. And literally, by, over the life of that building, hundreds of thousands of people are going to know about Jesus because they can walk in that building, right? This is how God often works collectively through his people. You have a God dream. I want you to have one. You need to have one. It's one of the most important conversations we should ever have in your spiritual journey. And then God like brings us to each other. And we have a God dream. As a family, we have a God dream. And being able to act on it, to look and see God work through it, is a powerful thing. And God's gonna use it eternally. 23 years ago, a group of friends shared a God dream. And what they said was, could we make Jesus make sense to our generation? Is it possible to do that? And 23 years ago, God opened a door and a group of friends took an opportunity and they started to give their lives to a God dream and the Bath Campus of Grace Church was born. 15 years ago, a group of friends had a God dream. And they looked and said, there's, there's endless opportunities, but we have limited space. We literally don't have any place to sit when we gather together as friends. So we built the auditorium here at Gent Road. So we could sit inside. And when you come here and you can't find a seat and you have to sit on the floor, you are following in a long tradition of people before <laughs> for you. 12 years ago, there was a family at Grace Church that had a God dream. And they built the student center. God just stirred in them. We want to do that. Can we do that? 10 years ago, there was a God dream. An old church building came up for sale down the road. And so we talked and we dreamed together and we call that building Montrose now. And we gave birth to sports there and our Montrose services, you guys are worshiping there right now. That, that was a God dream. 
that God let us act on. And today, as a group of friends and a spiritual family, we get to see this one start to take shape. Now listen, you listen? The dream is never the building. Never the building. The dream is the family. The dream is the family. That we could love each other and we could gather and we could spur one another on to love and good deeds. That we could make an impact in the world, us. That's the dream. The buildings are places to be out of the weather. The passion and the motive is always the good news of the kingdom of God. And sharing that with people that we love. So what I want to do this weekend is I want you guys to dial into your God dream. Because that's all that this has ever been. Grace Church has never been a strategy. It's never been an organization. It's never been a set of fundamental principles. It's never been that. It's been friends gathering. And the parts of grace that I love more than anything is when I watch you guys do that. When you look and say, I have an idea. There's a God dream out there right now from a few women in the church. I have an idea about how we could help women who are addicted to drugs. It's a God dream. There's a God dream right now in your life where you say, I have an idea. I have an idea of how to reach friends. I have an idea how to help kids have a vision for the marketplace. I have an idea of what God could do. I have a God dream. One of my greatest joys, 25 years ago, 23 years ago when we started this thing, one of the reasons we started Grace is because my church experience was horrible growing up. And I wanted my children to love Jesus and love the church. And maybe the thing that's the most fun for me right now, how many of you are 25, between 15 and 25? Raise your hands right now. Watching you guys Watching you guys dream through what God can do through you and then watching you do it. I am unspeakably proud of you. And it's unbelievably fulfilling when you lead us in worship and you lead us in life and you lead us in speech and you lead us in love like Paul told Timothy to do. It's unbelievable. To watch a whole new generation of people believe that God can work through them. So what I want us to do this weekend, we're going to go down to that gymnasium and you're going to see it. It's going to take your breath away a little bit. Just be prepared. It's big. But I want you to do this. I want you to look and say, God... What could you do through me? Not for me. Through me. And maybe as a family you say through us. And maybe as a life group or as a a group of friends you say through us. Because that's all this is. 
This is a group of friends saying, God, could you, would you? And I want you to take that prayer. I want you to go down there and I want you to pray that prayer. And I want you to ask God to lay that on your heart or to remind you of it. And then I want you to write that prayer on the floor. And that God dream, that God dream might have everything to do with that building. You might look and say, my biggest dream is to get my buddies to play basketball with me. And your God dream may have nothing to do with that building. But that building will stand as a memorial. And when you see it and when you walk in it, you and God will know that under the floor is a, is a message, so to say, that you got from him. About what he lays on your heart, what he crafts into you, and how he wants to work through you. Grace Church is not built with these bricks and these steel beams. It's built on those prayers. Those prayers are under the Gent Road Auditorium floor. Those prayers are on steel beams. Those prayers are behind walls. Those prayers are part of artwork and you can't see them. They're all over the place. And the foundation of what God is doing in this group of friends is not our ability to put a building up. It's our ability to bow a knee and ask God to let us be a part of something powerful and wonderful that he wants to do. So we want you to pray we want you to dream. Uh, we want you to do that individually. We want you to do that as a family. And in doing that, guys, what we're doing is we're, we're turning our eyes toward Christ. We're asking him to do unique and powerful things through us. We're rejoicing in what he's done. Absolutely should celebrate it. It's a blast. It's unbelievable that this stuff actually happens <laughs> and comes true. And then we're asking him to do it more and more. And I don't mean more and more buildings. I mean more and more working through us, finding the common ground, and sharing the good news of the gospel with our community as I listen to it. Make sense? All right. I'm going to pray, and Ezra and Jeremy are going to come out and lead us in one more song. And then uh, Ezra's going to give you some instructions just about how to get down there, and then I'll, I'll meet you downstairs, okay? Would you pray with me? Jesus, thank you for loving us. Thanks for, God, what you've done and what you do through us. Lord, it, it, I, we're grateful. We're grateful for these tools. We're grateful for these resources. And God, that stuff just in its proper place. We're more grateful for the dream we're more grateful for the lives. We're more grateful for the difference. We're more grateful for the impact. God, that you let, you let us in on this. The, the most joyful and fulfilling parts of our lives aren't that we open up a building. It, it's that we see somebody we love move from death to life, resurrected spiritually. And the hope and the power and the wonder of who you are. So God, in these moments, would you just stir like deep in the soul? Would you clarify, would you call? Would you just turn yourself loose, so to say, in our hearts? And God, uh, give us a vision for the way that you wanna work through our lives. Thank you for these moments, Jesus, in your name.